Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. noon on a Monday afternoon in late July. That can only mean one thing. Yes, the Steelers are getting ready for camp, and you are tuned in to the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. Between the two of us here on this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, if you want to get involved, the best way to do so is on Twitter. You can find us there. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions at Wesley Euler at DaBody52. DaBody. And we'll see, Motsi, because, you know, with camp starting, we're we're not going to be in the friendly confines of our studio as often as we are. Who knows? Maybe in our final segment of the show, we'll throw the phone number out there, take a couple Ooh. calls as well, too. But for now, you know where to get at us on for Twitter. For old time's sake is what you're referring exactly. to. Exactly. Hit enough. those phone lines. Uh, but, you know, the tweets are always the best way. We see those in real time. We get to those in, in real time and save your goofy ones for the end of the show. And we know you guys are going to have opinions on what we're talking about today because it is the final day, final top ten show here before we really get into Stiller's football X's and O's once again. You know, we've been doing these lists throughout the month of July. That's something that we do. It's something that everybody who works in football content, doesn't matter if it's radio, TV, podcasting, if you're a writer, if there's some new, if you're a TikToker, right? Everybody makes their top 10 list, quarterbacks, 
wide receivers, edge rushers, linebackers, safeties, all those different things. Well, today we're going to do quarterbacks and we're going to do the guys that are tasked a lot of times with slowing these quarterbacks and wide receivers down. We're going to talk about cornerbacks as well. So QBs and corners for our final top 10 show before we start to focus on everything going on in Latrobe. Arthur Motes, it's a Monday. It's late July. We are for now in the comforts of our air-conditioned studio. How you doing, partner? Oh, man, I feel amazing. I mean... The season is realistically here now, man. We've survived all of the droughts of the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> We've survived all of the various uh, seasons within the offseason as well, where you got free agency uh, season, speculation season, don't get arrested season, OTA season, holdout season, contract season. And now we're, we're back in don't get arrested season you know, again. We're, we're finalizing don't get arrested season. We got like two days left of said season. And then after that, it's training camp. And we're here, man. So I, I think that we've done a really good job you know me and you of maneuvering through all of this uh, balancing all the highs and the lows that us as still nation have had to endure this offseason which we know has been a lot a wide wide range for us but it does feel good for football to finally be here we're right on the cusp of it amen to that it's been a fun couple weeks. You and I have talked about this before. I love the end of June, early July. Because about- you don't show up to work. You take all these vacations. Well, no wonder you say you love these last couple weeks of work because we ain't been working. Oh, I love them, yeah, too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's a very light work schedule. I, I love them, too. And yeah. this is going to sound funny because I, I am a sports junkie. I mean, since I was 17 years old, I, I knew I wanted to work in some capacity of sports media. That's changed from wanting to do TV to wanting to do a play-by-play guy to being a talk show host. But I knew I wanted to do something like this, and I love sports. I'm a sports junkie. But I also, those three, four weeks in late June, early July, I enjoy them because it is really the only time of year that I unplug from the 24-7, 365 sports calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also jacked up to to be getting back into football season here. You know, OTAs and minicamp, that's fun. The, the draft and the combine, all those things that we do, you know, in the wintertime and springtime, those are fun. I, I enjoy those. I do. But it's not like real football. It'll be sweet to be back in Latrobe, to have everyone back there. And then obviously at the weekend, uh, or after the weekend, I should say, we'll get the first padded practice as we roll into August. A lot Little of fun thump, things. Thump. A lot of fun things on the horizon. Before we get to those, Arthur Motes, one more top 10 show. One more. Listen, if you got those goofy tweets, all right, if you've got your questions about which food this or which is something, something that, thingy-majigger here, you better get those in today. Yeah, best to hurry up, Because after this, it's straight business, cousins, as we roll into football season. Or, you know, at least as, as, as strictly business as Arthur Motes and I have the capacity to be with all the funny bones in our body. I was going to say, good luck with that, man. <laughs> Mozi, I know I'm hosting, so I'm going to make you go first, okay? But to honor the spirit of the thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, once mm-hmm. again, as we did on Friday, we will start on the defensive side of the football. Oh, because I was really over here like, I've been listening. We've been going back and forth. And I was like, I don't know which list we're starting with because we never actually talked about that. That's a good point. <laughs> I was like, we never talked. We just we, said we on did. Friday, we'll do QBs and we'll do corners. And then that was yeah. enough. I was like, um, I got and list I know, prepared. I just don't know which one we're rolling in, with. Well, in your yeah. mind, you were probably thinking, right, well, Wes is going to start with quarterbacks. He's going to start with those prom kings. But Mm-mm. no, to honor the spirit Mm-mm. of the thing, this is Steelers Nation Radio. I've said this before on this program that we've done for four years together. I'll say it again. I don't think there's any American sports franchise, nay, any sports franchise or club in the world 
that is synonymous with defense as the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And I'm rocking the microphone. I'm sharing this show with a guy who played linebacker in said National Football League. So it's only right that we start on the defensive side of the football. Corners, Arthur Motes. All right? This is a position, I'm not going to lie to you, maybe the hardest list we've done so far for me. Fair enough, yeah. That sounds about right. Because there's there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of great ones. There's but a lot of not-so-good ones, too. There's a, there, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways, I think, that you can prioritize what you want in a corner. Yeah. And I think that's why... I mean, we're going to give you our lists. I could easily argue against my own list with some of these, but I think, again, it's it's all about the style of defense that you want to play, what you prioritize, um, and so we're going to see how these lists play out. As we always do, we'll start at the back. We'll work three at a time, but Motsi, if you've got an honorable mention, you can sauce that in here as well. <clears throat> all righty then, man. Let's get it cooking in and percolating one time for the culture. Honorable mention for me, man, it started out. I had A.J. Terrell. I think that he showed up in a major way last year, his second season compared to his rookie season. Have obviously had the growing pains, and this is one of the reasons why I'm never really high on rookies. Mm-hmm. I like to take that wait-and-see approach. Now, when those guys are able to come in and really light it up, that's one that's thing. That's great. But outside of a Jamar Chase, you really hardly ever hear me talk glowingly about rookies before they ever step onto the NFL field. But to me, man, A.J. Terrell, that second year, man, he really turned it around, did a lot of positive things down there in Atlanta. He did. And if he wasn't playing for Atlanta, I probably would like him a little bit more. It's just hard to they are really be fond so of him when the team is so bad yeah. at times, man. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, the dilemma. But that's why I had him as an honorable mention. I did want to give him his uh, his recognition right there. But uh, after that, man, number 10, I got Trevon Diggs, man, Um, coming in the boomer bust uh, corner man obviously we know the 11 picks last year were insane but you also look at the uh, opposite of that the invert the yards allowed on how many targets and things like that he's not the most fundamentally sound but he is a boomer bust home run or strikeout type of player you either love him or you're gonna hate him but that's why I have him at number 10 um, at number nine I got Stefan Gilmore here man um Gilly uh, obviously missed the beginning portion of last season we yes. went down to Carolina and really showed that man he has not missed a beat still can be a top-notch man-to-man corner still has top-notch ball skills you know he's a physical corner can play uh inside outside just one of those guys in terms of man zone I mean I love him. that's my dude yeah. former teammate of mine uh, man but he's um, one of the best of this era absolutely man so for me that's why I have him at number nine um I think a full offseason and him being healthy I think it's definitely going to help his play even more so to get him back to that player of the year form that he was just in two, was that two years ago mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's why I have him at number nine. And then number eight, Marlon Humphrey. Um, he's low on my list when you think of how talented he is. It's just to me, we know he got hurt, obviously, in our game, and that kind of hurt him in terms of finishing the year that he would have liked to finish. And then at times last year, even though he was playing well, I just thought that as a whole, that Ravens defense, that secondary in particular, it was ravaged. And I do think that that had a little bit of an impact and effect on him. It's different when you're playing with Marcus Peters and the full gamut of, you know, guys that they're accustomed to versus what they were dealing with last year. Not to say that those young guys didn't step up and play well. But there still is a difference. They're just putting a lot on his plate. Yes, there's a difference, man. But um, ultimately, man, I think that he'll bounce back, man, once he's back fully healthy. I know he had the torn pec and stuff like that. Being a guy that's experienced that, it sucks. But he plays a position where the pec necessarily isn't going to make or break his play. You're not engaging all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So he should be able to be fine with that. But uh, that's my 10 through 8 right there. Trayvon Diggs with Dallas Cowboys. Stephon Gilmore at number 9. 
who's a free agent right now, if I remember correctly. That's right. and, so. Yeah, because I was going to say Carolina. I was like, no, no, he's a free agent right mm-hmm. now. And then uh, number eight, Marlon Humphrey with the Baltimore Ray Ratbirds. <laughs> there yeah, he but I was going to love. There he Stop goes. it. You thought so. <laughs> nah. Remix. My honorable mentions, Motsi, I had two of them. Stephon Gilmore was one. Tredavis White was the other. Um, and I kind of put those guys in the same category. They are both been, you know, for a long time in their careers, top five mainstays on this list. But both guys' health is a little bit of an, an issue, or was certainly at least last year. I'm confident they can round back into form. They're still very good. I would still take them on my team in a heartbeat. But with some of the years that some of these other guys had last year, that's why I've got them just on the outside looking in. Number 10 for me is A.J. Terrell, who mm-hmm. you had as is, is your, your uh, honorable mention. Um did not have a very good rookie season. I think that's, Yo, put it, that's, I think that's putting it nicely. I think that's putting it nicely. Right, like if you My thought, man was struggling out there for sure, bro. If you thought here in Pittsburgh, you know, like we cooked Bud Dupree after his rookie season and some of, these, some of these other guys, man, everyone was calling yeah. A.J. Terrell a bust Jeez. after his rookie season. And he did about as big of a 180 yeah. realistically as you can. He had a great sophomore year. He had rookie slump. <laughs> Rookie slump, this but sophomore so- breakout. Yeah. It's just, hey, hey, you, you can, you know, you can somehow, get it. Somehow, some get way, it however man. However you can, Somehow, right? some way. He, though, I, I didn't, I couldn't have him any higher than this. And you know what? On Jeremy Fowler's list, let me, uh, I don't have it pulled up here, but I believe that he was, he got votes as high as like two or three. Um, hold on, I got you pulled up right now. I want to say, yeah, for uh, you said AJ Terrell, correct? AJ Terrell. Yeah, he had received uh, highest ranking was a two, lowest ranking was out of the top ten. Um, so there's some, yeah. there's some, some. You know, knowledgeable people around the league who think very highly of him. Now, I guess it's always possible, right? Because some of these 50 people that Fowler surveys for this are players. Mm-hmm. So it could have been one of his Falcons teammates who has him at number two, something like that. But he obviously clearly got a lot of different votes here. If he does it again, he'll, uh, he, I think, has a, a legitimate uh, shout to be in the top five. But you don't crown a guy off of one year, right, Arthur Motes, even if it was his sophomore season. Uh, so... Just one spot ahead of where you had him. I've got A.J. Terrell at number 10. Number 9, also one spot ahead of where you had him. i got Trayvon Diggs there at number 9. I completely agree with everything you say. He is boom or bust. I like the home run or strikeout analogy. I think that works very well. For me... Well, O'Neal Cruz had a homer, so that's why I had to throw it out there. O'Neal Cruz did. That's, that's about the only baseball talk I got velocity, for you. Uh, that's so about the only told. baseball I'm going to give you, all right? That's all I got for y'all today. Trayvon Diggs, 11 of those things... You know, you and I talked about this a little bit when we were doing our linebacker lists, how, you know, give me 80 tackles and 10 turnovers versus 100 tackles and four or five turnovers. I think there's a little bit of that with me for Diggs as well, too. Couldn't have him much higher because he's got to get more consistent. But with that pension for making big plays, uh, I think he he belongs somewhere on this list. He's number nine for me. And and, and just to to hop in here real quick Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm real defensive about Darius Leonard. And when you said that, it reminded me of my man T. Golf. Shout out to T.G. Yeah. Darius Leonard boom and bust is not like how Trey uh, no, no. Dingle. I'm just doing no, that. Not, not even close. Not even close. Yes, I should clarify that too. Say, wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. Not even, not even close. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Boy, you made my, you made my anxiety go right. I was like, man, hold on now. I don't like that with Darius Leonard. Now, 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 look. You can keep them 10 turnovers if I'm going to get that out of it. I don't want that. No, 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 no. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. You're right. That was a very loose, very loose comparison. Very loose comparison. But he like, is not. I was near, like, don't you do Darius listen, like that now, Darius man? Darius Leonard's floor is yes, miles yes, above yes, Trayvon yes. Diggs. My, I mean, I mean, I'm talking like, like the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. 
Without a doubt. We're good now. We're good. We're good. Number, False alarm. False alarm. <laughs> number eight. I also have the Edgar Allan Poe apologist, Marlon mm-hmm. Humphrey. This dude's really good. Last year was not his best year, but man, he has been so good for so long. He is another one who just has a nose for splash plays, for taking the ball away. He's consistent. He has a high floor. You know what you're getting from him every single week, and what you're getting from him is, again, a guy who now I think for about four or five years has been one of the better, uh, at times one of the best corners in the National Football League, and the Ravens. On offense, on defense, they were just decimated by injury last year. I I got a feeling, and it still wasn't even bad for Humphrey, um, but I got a feeling he's going to get back to a lot of that playmaking and a, and a lot of the splash that we've seen in the past. So he's number eight for me. A.J. Terrell, 10. Trayvon Diggs, 9. Marlon Humphrey, number eight. Mozi. And it's funny, man. I'm not even, like, I don't like talking nice about Marlon Humphrey because he is a rat bird. But I respect his game so much because – he is very different than a lot of these other guys in yes. terms of athletic ability. He's not the most gifted athlete, the blazer, the biggest or strongest. But, man, you talk about a guy that competes, yep. <laughs> plays, and plays physical plays at that position. so physical and yeah. just, like, you know, puts his heart on every snap. You can just see it how he plays. And he's so fundamentally sound. That's why he's able to really be in position and make some of the plays that he does out there. He's one of them dudes where it's like, I wish you weren't a Raven. Like, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I don't really love your game, but he, you play for them. Oh, he, he, he plays. He plays corner at times, mm-hmm. like almost like a strong safety. Yeah, like, man. and he he is unique in that regard. He does not. A lot of guys on the outside shy away from contact. Mm. He he runs towards. Yes, you. absolutely, man. All right. So for me, man, coming in at number seven, this is where I went with Denzel Ward. Um, he's one of those guys, man. You can have him rated. As high as top five, top three, realistically. And I could also see you not even having him in the top ten because at times he does come off as elite. But then there are times where you're watching him and you're looking at his eyes and you're like, man, why are your eyes in the back foot? Why aren't you as fundamentally sound right here? How are you getting beat routinely by the same double moves and things like that? That's the part that continues to show up in this game a little bit for me that just knocks him down on this list because if he could be the version that shows up, you know, 70% of the time, 80% of the time where it's like, man, this dude is locked down. He can play whatever. He got ball skills. Man, he would be in this top five. 100%. But there are games, there are moments where you're watching me just like, dude, what's going on here? So that's why for me, man, I have him at seven. And number six, <laughs> it's only because he was a rookie. Patrick Sertan, the second, baby. That dude is special. Yeah. <clears throat> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's yeah. special. You talk about guys coming in. We didn't even talk about Pat because he played corner. If he would have played receiver, we would have been referring to him like Jamar Chase. Exactly. Like that was exactly. the equivalent of what yep. he was doing in Denver last yep. year. As a rookie, man, this dude, he's a bona fide number one corner. Travel, do whatever. Karun, which jump, which ball unreal. skills gonna hit you? <laughs> He's, he, he, yeah. he could be number one on this list for a long time. Realistically, before yes. before much longer. Yes, yeah. barring any injuries, he he should be on a trajectory. He's yeah. the one that you should be looking out for. He'll be yeah. that next name. Yep. Realistically, it's just he plays corner, and people don't always gravitate to corners Absolutely. or especially defenders when you know the Broncos weren't very right. good last year either and and yeah. you know you're not on national TV people correct. are watching you and talking about you all the time yeah correct but Pat definitely is one of those guys that's why I have him at number six and then number five man I got the ball hawk the guy that's been you know making headways and 
secured a bag this offseason, if I remember correctly. I'm talking J.C. Jackson here, man. Um, J.C.'s game is aging really well, man. Um, I'm loving the physicality. I love the ball. I just love how smart he is. He reminds me of a Xavier Howard to an extent in terms of how he's able to play the ball while playing a, a lot of man. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand is like, Man-to-man corners typically don't get interceptions. Zone corners get interceptions because you can see the quarterback. You can see the ball. You can read routes. You can jump balls and things like that. When you're in man-to-man, your eyes are locked in on the guy that you're guarding. So when you're talking about getting interceptions, it's typically right when that ball is about to be caught and you're just going up and making a play Mm -hmm. on it. That is not easy to do. (laughs) Not at all, man. But – you know, when you talk about J.C. Jackson, he's been one of those guys who's been doing it. And obviously, Xavier Howard, I'll talk about him in a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, J.C., man, he, he it's a reason why the Chargers are excited about him. It's a reason why a lot of people have the Chargers highly rated because yeah. of him coming over there, man. So that's why I have him at number five on my list. So at seven, Denzel Ward. At six, Pat Sertan the second, And at number five, J.C. Jackson. We're going to continue not be uh, being similar and not too far off on on these so far. Number seven, I also have Denzel Ward. After his rookie season with the Browns, I thought, oh, no. I mean, I really did. I I thought that this guy was going to be in the conversation with Jalen Ramsey as the best corner in football, you know, for the next five, six, seven years, something like that. And he's still been very good, but he hasn't, I think, reached that elite level consistency that that, that you need at a position like corner. Mm -hmm. Everything you said, 70% of the time he he is elite, shut down, locked down, but it's like that other 30% of the time, for whatever reason, uh, there's just something missing, and that's why he's number seven instead of number two or three, but certainly a guy that, that has all the tools. Number six, I've got J.C. Jackson. Um, man, he's he's very good. I I never thought that there was a realistic opportunity or a realistic you know way that the Steelers were, were going to try and sign him this offseason. They just had too many other areas they were trying to address. Um and I think it would be, you know, it'd be one thing if you thought you were in an absolute Super Bowl window right now and let's go get this guy to put us over the top. But we all know the Steelers, while they're still trying to contend and win, they are also starting a new era, a new chapter in franchise history. But J.C. Jackson would fit in very nicely with what the Steelers have on defense. Um, you could line them up, you know, across from anybody and, and kind of, you know, like they did at times with Joe Hayden, not worry about that wide receiver uh, on a given Sunday or Monday or Thursday or Saturday. J.C. Jackson, darn good, got compensated as such this offseason, now out on the West Coast. He's number six for me. And then number five, I got Xavier Howard, uh, another ball hawk, another corner, you know, kind of similar to the Patrick Sertain thing, a very good player on a team that has – not made a lot of national noise. Correct. Now, the Dolphins haven't been as bad as the Broncos have been over the last couple seasons. Um, you know, again, Brian Flores, first coach to have back-to-back winning seasons there in 20 years, but they also haven't been playing in playoff games. They haven't had a ton of prime time matchups, anything like that. Xavier uh, Howard, two years ago, right, with the double-digit interceptions, I think he got on everybody's radar. Last year, not talked about as much. But you can always, you know, say that that's a good thing too, because it means that you know you're you're taking care of your, your duties and doing your job out there. A lot of times, uh, he for me is number five on my list. So seven, Denzel Ward, six, J.C. Jackson, five, Xavier Howard. Alrighty, alrighty, we're getting close. I like when we get like this. At number four on my list, I got Jair, Jair, Jair. Alexander, man, corner with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Obviously, he's another dude, man, could get it done at a high level. Um, prototypical corner, right? Good size, physical, 
plays with hands, not and run, bump and run guy. Hey. Definitely like that. But as a whole, man, just not afraid to be out there on that island. And I gravitate to those type of guys, man. Those guys that can stand up out there and, you know, not be nervous about anything. Yeah. Can get it done at a high level, man. So that's why I ultimately have uh, Jair at number four. At number three, I got Marshawn Lattimore here. Um, obviously, Marshawn, man, has been doing it and doing it as an elite guy down in New Orleans for, what, the past couple of years now, man? Mm-hmm. And he's another one of those dudes that you can make a case for him being the number one corner on this list. Checks every box. Man-to-man guy, physical corner, ball skills. I mean, when we talk about this type of stuff, like, I like these type of players, man. And Marshawn Lattimore is, he's that dude. Yeah. Let's be real about oh, it. He's, he's great. He's great. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, I could give the guy the, the, the full accolades, just oh, read stats, 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 stats. But it's like, yo, it's Marshawn Lattimore here we're talking yeah. about, and man. And he's been great for a yeah. few years now. Yeah, then at number two, man, for me, um, and this was tough, man, putting him above Marshawn because I am a big Marshawn Lattimore fan, but I love man-to-man physical mm-hmm. corners mm-hmm. who get turnovers, and that's what my man Xavier Howard does here. So that's why I have him at number two. I Granted, he's been playing for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are absolute trash. <laughs> yes, I get it. But when you talk about that body of work and what he's been doing, not just – you know, last season, but for the past few seasons, this guy has shown that this is what he does. You put him on an island, you could do whatever you want away from him, mm-hmm. and he is going to lock this guy up. Mm-hmm. And when you throw at him, he is going to get that ball. That's what he does, man. And he's not just matching up with no anybody. He's matching up with number one receivers. Yep. That's the other part of it. You know, when you're doing it to that extent and you're facing top-notch guys every single week, it's like, man, this can get real. This can get real. So, for me, once again, man, at number four, Jair Alexander. At number three, Marshawn Lattimore. And then at number two, Xavier Howard. And a name that I had, and I didn't I didn't put him as an honorable mention, but I had him as like an asterisk top five, mm-hmm. but I don't have him on my list, is Trey, uh, Trey White. Yep. And it was because he got hurt. Yep. When he tore the ACL, we knew, obviously, that was going to throw the ranking off for him. But he's a guy that I consider as a top five guy. I he's agree just, with you on that. He's going to miss some time with his ACL. Yeah. So, that's the big reason with that. But that's why I have him as an asterisk top five, not – Honorable mention, but not mm-hmm. technically like on it because sure, I do want to give sure. the healthier guys that will be out there playing this year that opportunity as well, man. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, people down in Miami, you got to make it to a training camp practice or two mm. just to watch Tyreek Hill and Xavier Howard go one on one. I mean, that would be like that'd be that's, like A B, right? That'd be like A B and Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden yeah. for a couple of those years. That's I mean, watching was, those two go at it was worth driving out yeah. to Latrobe. That, that'll be fun down there in Miami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number four for me. All right, don't crown a guy after one season. Why not? But also do as I say, not as I do. Who made that rule of don't crown him after one season? I got Pat Sertain. Hey, now. At number four, baby. Hey, now. He's worth it. I'm, t- I'm promising he's worth it. <laughs> buddy, like, listen, you know what's crazy is that J.C. Horn had a really good year as well, too. And no one talks about it. But no one's talking about no him one because Pat him. Sertain's rookie season. Yep. Was incredible. Uh, I got him at number four. He's got to, you know, he's got to prove that he can continue to grow, and, and then he's going to be a mainstay in this top five here. But on a Broncos defense that traded away Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb hasn't necessarily lived up to the billing after his rookie season, and you know they they just had a lot going against them this this past year. Uh, he was a bright spot. He is something they can build that defense around for the next decade. Uh, he's number four on my list. Number three is Marshawn Lattimore. A guy who has done it at a high level, so consistency, so consistently for a long time. Um, he's he's one of those guys that is is truly elite at the position. He's number three on my list, and then number two, I've got Jair Alexander. Um, 
you know, not a huge difference from where you know, I got him at two, you got him at four. He had a really good season last year. Um, he is now part of a, you know, I think maybe why I, I've got him a little bit higher. I got to give some credit to that Packers defense as a whole. Like they now have dudes at every level of, of, of that defense on the line, you know, with, with Campbell in, in the middle of the field. And then uh, with Alexander on the outside, my boy, Rasul Douglas had a good year hey. last season too. Let's see what happens there. Um, although no, wait, he resigned. He signed. Uh, Where's he? Oh, I got Seattle. Did he sign in Seattle? I d- actually don't think he resigned with Green Bay. Now that I'm, I'm speaking this out loud, but Jair Alexander, uh, number two for me, uh, a guy who is, has burst onto the scene over the last two years and is truly elite there. Uh, it's looking. Is he still a free agent as well too? That's what it's looking like right okay. now. Yeah, I was trying to find. Maybe like, I did, did read something with him anywhere. in the past few days about him and Green Bay. He might be a free agent too. Him and Gilmore might be on that. Yeah, because Gilly's definitely thing. still a free agent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Alexander, number two on my list, and then Mozi. I believe we both have the same guy, number one. Hey, a guy by the name of he suck, you suck. He ain't top five. He all right. He a bust. He man, he we got pick him, man. He ain't nothing. He trash too. Jalen Ramsey, yes indeed, yes indeed. <clears throat> now, when we talk about Jalen. Jalen, to me, is the premier corner um, of, I mean, of his time here, man. <clears throat> the length, the speed, the athletic ability, the ball skills, man-to-man, tough, not afraid to be on that island either. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things. <clears throat> but part of me also says, just a little bit, a little bit of me. The re- is is it like I'm a falling for just the Super Bowl hype, everything that's been played, or you know what I mean, like how he plays up the persona and everything like that. Is that also why I have him at number one? Sure, you sure. know I I do think of that. He does he does play up that persona yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and he, I see him always on social media. Hey man, look at my first six years. Has any other corner done this? Not prime, not him, not him. And I'm like, no, I gotta respect it. I mean, I've seen it in person. I know what it looked like. But, you know, I, I still think of what my man Jamar Chase was doing to him a little bit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's Jamar Chase, but... Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah. He had he had ah. cooked a couple times out ah. there at the Super Bowl. Barbecue. Okay. Fortunately, Jalen Ramsey leaves his feathers numbered for such an emergency. Okay. But at the end of the day, yes, Jalen Ramsey is still that guy to me. So I wanted to throw just that in there because I don't want people to think that I don't view him or I view him as above reproach or just this perfect prospect. I do think that, you know, I don't want to say he's slowing down. That's like, I don't right, think right. he's Jacksonville Jalen Ramsey anymore. If that that's, makes sense. That's, he, he, because Jacksonville Jalen Ramsey was one of a kind. Whereas LA, it's like, yo, it's still dope. Can I, but it's not Jacksonville. Can I throw out an example? And I just thought of this on the fly. Right, right? So it. if it doesn't work, don't laugh at me. Miles Garrett. Is, is that a good okay. Jalen? Like, okay. We thought that this guy was going to be generational, generational yeah. his first year or two uh-huh. in the league. And they're still great. Yes. But maybe just not as generational as we thought. Because with Miles not, Garrett. They're not th- th- an Aaron th- Donald's. Because yeah, you know, like category. Miles Garrett has been dominant, but we still feel like, yo, it's more that you could be doing. He, I, he, he still wasn't as good as J.J. Watt was at, right. at, at his, we, at his we don't, peak in we don't, we don't feel like he's maximizing his potential. Whereas like with TJ, we're like, yo, TJ, you're maxing. Like, you're, you're going for it. You know what I mean? We talk about some of these other guys. like, yo, he's going for it. He's maxing out right now. Bobby Wagner, he's, oh, he's maxing out. Yo, he, he's all the way there. Mm-hmm. You're right. With Miles, it's like, yo, what? Ah. And with Jalen, yes. It's like Jalen has moments, bro, where you're like, yo, this dude 
is generational. This dude is special. This dude is like mm-hmm. outlier. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, a little janky over uh, here sometimes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what I th- like. Miles Garrett is still elite. Miles Garrett is still great. Miles Garrett is still arguably the best at his position yeah. in the National Football League. And all those things about Jalen Ramsey as well, too, just maybe not as, as generational as we thought early on in their careers. So there's our top 10 lists for cornerbacks. We'll switch to the prom Kings when we return on the other side. We'll give our top 10 quarterback rankings. Oh boy. That one always gets a little spicy every summer when we do it. We'll get to some of your tweets as well, too. You know where to get at us. If you want to get involved with the show, any questions, you got your lists. We'll take them on Twitter. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers blitz on SNR. Live nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 